0: Hi everyone, my name is Ben Barker, and I'm the Applications Engineer for YSI, and I'm here to talk about managing nutrient removal and how that can be done with IQ SensorNet, YSI's online process instrumentation line. First off, let's answer the question of why we need to remove nutrients from wastewater. So, we are all here because the wastewater industry protects our waterways. Maintaining the health of our aquatic ecosystems is tremendously important, as the plants and animals require clean, natural water. And humans also rely on these ecosystems for various industries and recreational activities. Excess nutrients from human activity can lead to eutrophication in rivers, lakes, and estuaries, causing harmful conditions in which algae grows uncontrollably. Oxygen dead zones, fish kills, and those harmful algal blooms can occur as a result. Water resource recovery facilities are at the forefront of this protection and are required to remove nutrients from the water to an acceptable limit for the environment. We utilize online instrumentation to monitor the effectiveness of our nutrient removal, ensuring we are compliant with our limits, and also using this continuous data to optimize the process. So, let's take a moment to quickly cover how nutrient removal for nitrogen and phosphorus works, beginning with nitrogen. Nitrogen removal is achieved in wastewater through a process called biological nutrient removal, often referred to as BNR. To remove nitrogen, BNR facilities simulate the natural nitrogen cycle, taking ammonia, converting to nitrite, and then, and then nitrate through nitrification, and then converting to nitrogen gas through denitrification, which then completely removes nitrogen from the wastewater stream, and then allows the gas, this gas to escape to the atmosphere. This is this is accomplished by creating an environment for different types of bacteria which are responsible for converting each nitrogen form into the next. And each conversion is actually performed by a different type of bacteria. The environment in which these bacteria are cultivated is called activated sludge, where biologically active activated solids allow bacteria to grow and then do their work by fl- by floating in these tanks. With activated sludge, we can provide three different conditions to achieve biological nutrient removal. Aerobic, anoxic, and anaerobic conditions. These conditions are created in certain orders to biologically remove nitrogen or phosphorus. First, starting with the aerobic zone, this is where we provide an oxygen-rich environment through aeration. So our nitrifying bacteria can convert ammonium into nitrate. Then we have the anoxic zone, in which we need to provide our denitrifying bacteria with a low amount of oxygen, nitrate, and a source of carbon to turn nitrate into nitrogen gas, which then dissipates into the atmosphere. The design of the BNR system for nitrogen can vary greatly from plant to plant, depending on a ton of factors. but in general, it will be designed to meet their nutrient removal goals, uh, while being the most efficient with aeration and chemical costs. As for phosphorus, we can also achieve biological removal with different types of bacteria. This bacteria, called phosphorus accumulating organisms, or PAOs, are put through an anaerobic zone followed by an aerobic zone. The anaerobic zone does not have any dissolved oxygen or nitrate, so it will stress the bacteria, causing them to release their phosphorus stores and stockpile their energy stores instead. The PAOs move into an aerobic zone where dissolved oxygen is reintroduced. Here they become very active using their stored energy to reproduce and then accumulate even more phosphorus in the process. Once the bacteria reach the secondary filters, they will be removed through waste activated sludge. Phosphorus can also be removed with chemical treatment with the addition of a metal salt such as aluminum sulfate or ferric chloride. When the chemical is dosed into the water, a hydrous metal oxide flock, or HMO, forms. This HMO flock can both bind to the soluble phosphorus in the water, but at the same time, it can capture soluble, soluble, or I'm sorry, solid phosphorus as well. When the flock reaches the secondary clarifiers, the flock is settled and removed through waste activated sludge, along with all of the phosphorus in the water. Nutrient analyzers and other sensors, such as DO, PH, ORP, and TSS, are extremely important to nutrient removal. The environments for these bacteria are very sensitive, so monitoring these parameters ensures optimal conditions. In addition, online sensors also help optimize the system uh, to be as efficient as possible and can ensure that we are actually meeting our treatment goals. Today, we will stick with talking about nutrient analyzers. They can be utilized in many ways, and I will highlight some of the most important applications here. But of course, there are many more applications. First, nutrient analyzers are most commonly used for process control purposes in biological or chemical removal applications. Nitrate sensors are often used in the anoxic zone to monitor denitrification, control carbon dosing, or even control internal mixed liquor recirculation. Ammonium sensors and analyzers are used primarily in the aerobic zones of activated sludge systems in which online ammonium readings can be used for ammonium-based aeration control or for just monitoring nitrification rates. And then finally, orthophosphate wet chemistry analyzers are commonly used with chemical phosphorus removal applications in which an online orthophosphate reading can directly control the amount of chemical dose. Nutrient analyzers are often used to monitor for compliance permits as well. Total nitrogen, total phosphorus, ammonium, nitrate, and others are common nutrient permits that depend on the location and the needs of the water body. Analyzers set up near the effluent of the wastewater treatment plant can provide trends on the discharge water and alert operators if problems may be occurring. The first Wi-Fi nutrient sensor I will talk about is our IQ SensorNet ion-selective electrode sensors the variant, AMOLED, and nitrolet. Contrary to what you may think about ISE sensors, the variant is extremely extremely reliable. We are so confident in our ISEs that we back our electrodes with an industry-leading 12-month warranty and expect them to last up to 18 to 24 months. The variant has several features that contribute to its track record. Maybe most importantly, the sensor has a super long reference electrode that Helps uh, the other electrodes maintain steady readings for much longer. The electrodes are individually replaceable so that in- so you can replace them as needed. And a mesh stainless steel screen over the membrane helps protect the electrode in harsh wastewater conditions and during cleaning. And of course, compensating electrodes for potassium and chloride are automatically compensated in the measurement to ensure accuracy despite those interfering ions. These sensors are best used in concentrations above 0.5 milligrams per liter and are the best option when continuous measurements are needed for process control, such as aeration control. Okay, now let's take a look at a sensor for nitrate and nitrite, but do take note that this sensor does have many additional capabilities. The YSI UVVIZ sensor uh, can measure nitrate, nitrite, and several carbon parameters on the same sensor, making it quite the powerful tool. One benefit of YSI's UV sensor line is that it scans the absorbance of molecules at 256 different wavelengths to calculate concentrations. This allows our sensors to get a better correlation for more accurate readings, better turbidity correction to account for all those solids in the wastewater, and allows us to differentiate between nitrate and nitrite, which can be very useful. Taking a look on the graph at the right, this shows the absorption of light for different molecules. Nitrate and nitrite absorb most at the lower UV wavelengths, while turbidity and solids absorb at higher wavelengths. These measurements together are put into an algorithm to determine the nitrate and nitrite concentration. The turbidity correction is hugely important in the wastewater environment, especially in activated sludge where these sensors are most often used. The UV sensors are extremely light on maintenance. So just like our TSS and turbidity sensors, these have the integrated ultra-clean technology reducing the time between manually cleaning the sensor or you can also use air cleaning to make maintenance even easier. Not only that, these sensors are completely sealed with no wiper, meaning no replacement parts or the use of chemicals. These sensors are also incredibly durable as their optical windows are made of sapphire, making them scratch resistant and the entire sensor body is made of titanium, making the sensor incredibly durable in the harsh wastewater environment. Now onto our online wet chemistry platform, ELISA. ELISA is our latest and greatest, being released just in this past year. It can provide continuous analysis for either ammonium or orthophosphate, perfect for effluent monitoring or process control. The ELISA was designed to be as hands-off as possible and simple to service. The only routine replaceable parts are the reagents and the state-of-the-art multi-port mixing valve, which is the core to this technology. Also, the ELISA's reagent consumption is revolutionary. With the multi-port mixing valve, the ELISA uses only 5 to 15 microliters per measurement, meaning our reagents can last a long time. And we can provide these affordable reagents in smaller volumes now. And essential today's analyzers are automatic clip calibration and auto-cleaning features. The ELISA can do one or two point calibrations, allowing for consistent accuracy at all ranges. And now finally, YSI can support single or dual channel stream analysis with the ELISA, which can uh, both be monitored using an IQ sensor controller. All IQ controllers have been updated with the new ELISA interface to track readings current function, reagent usage, and much more. And of course, one of the huge benefits is the ELISA is fully integrated into the IQ SensorNet platform, where it can be connected within a system of up to 20 total sensors and analyzers that can be spread throughout a water resource recovery facility. This type of system provides flexibility and cost savings in reducing controller count and easily distributes power and communication throughout the IQ SensorNet network. And there you have it. If you have any questions about nutrient removal or IQ sensor net sensors, please reach out to me by email at benjamin.barker at Thank you.